0: Welcome to Never Have I Ever, the film review podcast with a twist. In each episode, we review a classic film with two guests, a diehard fan, and someone who's never seen the film until now. I'm your host, Saidat, and this is episode two. For our second episode, we chose to review a film that's made an unmistakable mark on pop culture. And if you've grown up on a staple diet of Disney films, it's likely made an unmistakable mark on your heart, too. That's right, we're talking about the Lion King. The 1994 smash hit tells the story of a cub called Simba, who is born into royalty and adores his Lion King father, Mufasa. However, Mufasa's brother, Scar, is none too pleased when Simba becomes heir to the throne and he plans to overthrow Mufasa's kingdom prompting Simba's departure from his home into the unknown. When he's older, Simba must decide if he will face his fears and return home to reclaim his rightful place on the throne. I'm sure you already know this, but The Lion King is kind of a big deal. It's the inspiration behind the critically acclaimed West End and Broadway musical. It has won two Oscars for Best Original Song and Best Original Score and it spawned two sequels and one live-action remake. My favourite Lion King fact is that the King and Queen of Zamunda are also the voices of the King and Queen of the Pride Land, forever ruling over fictional African countries. And I'm here for it. The Lion King is also the best-selling VHS of all time. It does not get more 90s than that. To review the film, I will be joined by two guests. First up, we have Marion, who has never seen The Lion King. I wanted to to talk to you first and foremost, just to learn a bit more about your interest in film, television, what types of things you gravitate towards. So um, I'll just start off. Um, Are you into animation films?
1: That's a great question.
0: Thank you for having
1: me. First and foremost. The honest truth is i'm not an animation person so no i'm not um i like film i love film i'm a stylist i'm I'm a digital editor so i'm an editor-in-chief of a magazine i've done that for 20 years film and tv are a big part of who i am my point of view and the work that i'm able to do so i do love film but i've never really liked animation
0: Also joining us is a diehard fan.
2: Uh, I'm Callum, and I'm moderating the Lion King subreddit. High accomplishment, I know. That's why I'm here.
0: Why do you love Lion King so much? Like, what makes that film the film, you know?
2: I remember it was on the nursery that I used to go to in the morning. sit and go early to sit and watch it. I wanted to be a warthog because of Pumbaa. That was my job aspiration for years. And I never grew out of it, really. And I'm always like, even if it's been on the back burner, that's just always been, honestly, it's not the film for me, but it's definitely very, very high out there. Oh, wow. So, I like a good
1: story. I like good acting. I like, um, I like great cinema. So, I'm a big fan of old Hollywood, you know, so... Um, the Humphrey Bogarts, the Audrey Hepburns, um, people like, you know, incredible people. So, you know, screen star blockbuster sort of people like Whoopi Goldberg, you know. Um, so I'm a big fan. So my favourite films are things like The Colour Purple. That is my favourite film. So people would say, like I had ex-boyfriends would say, how come you've never watched The Lion King? How can you not watch The Lion King? It was like this big hoopla, and I, I think I loved that. I loved the fact that it was outrageous that here was this woman who's never watched, and I didn't even know what the story was about. And I loved that, and I'll tell you why. I do not like cartoons. I don't like animation. I've never liked animation. I remember even as a child being very bored of things like Tom and Jerry. I just, I didn't find it interesting enough. I think it maybe it's not visually stunning enough for me. I think it's too flat, if that makes sense.
0: We know it's a Disney film, it's a cartoon, it has a huge legacy. A lot of people call it iconic. Um, why do you think it's resonated with so many people?
2: I think part of that is for the same reasons that I have. It's a very, very easy movie to show for your kids in the way that something like Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin might not be. Because it is all animals and it's universal. And no matter like where you're from in the world, you're not seeing like yourself or someone's not like you on the screen you're just seeing a lion and it sings and it talks it's just a lion I think the, the the appeal of like also specifically lions but I think there's something in like human culture about the lion
0: and you mentioned that like when you mention it to people you've mentioned it to like previous partners and they've been like oh you've not seen it what do you think that they liked about it so much that they were trying to get you to watch it as well what do you think it why do you think it resonated with them is is it a nostalgia thing is it oh this film the storyline is so compelling what do you think it is and that's what kills
1: me because i don't think the storyline is compelling i think it's quite boring you know yes the boy got and i never knew what the storyline was until you know yesterday when i finally watched it so i said i cannot believe so this is what it's all been about all these years but I think I think these ex-partners and friends who are astounded. I think we've all been sold a dream. So, the Lion King, in my opinion, it's the buzz about the Lion King. It's the fact that it is something that traditional that we hold in our
0: hearts. How does it compare watching the Lion King now versus when you were a
2: kid? Well, I think like the central metaphors hit you a lot harder. The whole mm-hmm. environmentalism thing and the whole. Um, loss, grieving aspect of it as well. Those are two things that only really can hit you when you're a little bit older.
0: Okay, so introductions over, we are now going to talk about the film. There is a royal birth, you know, they do the thing with the the lion being shown to everyone. Those opening minutes, what did you think of that? Did you have high expectations for the film at that point? Were you thinking this could be something, or...?
1: Yes, I did. And I think that's probably why I'm disappointed, because I feel like how the storyline, and maybe it's because I never knew what the story was, like I said, I was completely ignorant. Um, I loved the opening. I thought it was very cinematic. I thought that was beautiful. You know, I think that is my favourite scene you know, where they sort of raise him, you know, to the pride, and everyone's happy and they're celebrating and there's that jubilation. So yes, it sort of sets the scene. And so I'm expecting it to continue to be that beautiful. And The Lion King was actually, it was. So you've got things like, you know, parts like that, parts like... um where you see him playing with his dad you know like where his dad comes and saves him from the hyenas and they're playing and then you can see that they're playing by moonlight it's beautiful but like i said get you know i think it's the storyline that i just found a little disappointing but that's that scene you know that the scenes like that were definitely very memorable for me my
2: favorite individual shot in that line in that sequence, is when like, the camera is zooming across the hair, it's sort of a leopard in the shot, there's a load of these zebras, and then it like, zooms out onto Pride Rock, and then Zazu like, swoops down onto the screen. I love that part, that just makes my heart sore, because Zazu is my favourite character. But the problem with Circle of Life is nothing in the rest of the movie is quite as good as Circle of Life. Cause it's too still,
0: soon?
2: <laughs> yeah, it it really does peak too soon, I, I think, because the rest of it is still A-plus, solid Disney movie, but that opening is just so grand and majestic and perfect that nothing else can really compare to it. That maybe the Stampede scene, but then again, not quite. Circle of Life, I think, is the best scene in the movie
0: um so yeah it goes from there and then we're introduced to scar in his lair what did you think of his character
1: i loved him he's fabulous i think he's the only one who's memorable (laughs) he should he should get more screen time they need to do a whole new spin-off on him you know what i would love i would love a cartoon on Scar if there isn't one i'm so sorry i'm I'm not very good at cartoons i haven't got a clue what's out there what needs to be out there but he he needs a whole comic series on him
0: and then you kind of see Mufasa showing Simba the rope so you know one day this kingdom will be yours everything the light touches that scene which has been made into countless memes um (laughs) yes and we've established at this point that Scar he's not very happy with the way things are and he you know he tricks simba into entering the gorge and then leads him through that wildebeest bead stampede and you know essentially he's trying to kill off simba because he's the next in line so that whole scene with the stampede and everyone rushing through and at that point what were you thinking well it's
1: way too early for him to die off so he's obviously not gonna die <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit of a pessimist and i guess i guess i can be quite cynical um i liked that scene actually
2: Dad? Dad, come on. You gotta get up.
0: Dad, we gotta go home. How do you feel when you watch it? And does it still pack that emotional punch?
2: You know, when I was four or five, it honestly didn't affect me at all. I could sit and watch that scene stone like, and oh, the pastor's gone, it's the part where a fasten has gone, that's okay. Mm-hmm. now that I'm older, it does get me a little bit more. And now that I'm thinking, oh, my dad could die. My dad is going to die at some point. I'm going to go through what Tim was going through. Well, not exactly that, but something similar.
0: Was that the first time you were like, oh, this is not meeting my expectation of...
1: Yes, exactly. So I was so confused. I was like, oh, I thought he died in a grander, bigger way than this. You know, I didn't realise that it was going to happen in that in that way. I was expecting more, so I didn't realise that's how Scar, whatever his name is, kills off this, you know, this lion king as he was, you know? I didn't realise, I I was like, is that it? I thought he led um, something like a real big coup d'etat, they attacked him in the middle of the night, it was an army, you know? So I didn't realise, like, is that how he dies? Because I just thought it was a lot more to it.
0: Um, Scar has convinced him that it's all his fault, so he then runs away... Um, you know, he thinks he can't go back home and then he he meets the uh, Timon and Pumbaa, the meerkat and the warthog. <laughs> yes. So, what... yes, I
1: love them. They're my favorite characters. Oh, really? Why
0: do you like them so much? Like what made them better than all the other characters in the phone to you?
1: Oh, because I think they had a they had a fun point of view. You know, they're they're memorable. It's the little one-liners that they say and so on so forth. It's their individuality. It's their personality. Yeah, they made it memorable. I think it's also because I'm always about the interesting story. You know, a lot of people who are watching it, they're looking for the main characters. So they're looking at the, you know, um, they're looking at the little lion cub. They're looking at the dad who gets killed, who's lovely. They're looking at Scar. But I'm intrigued by the little supporting roles, if that makes sense.
0: After Simba encounters his old friend Nala and the Pride Lands knowledge keeper Rafiki, he is persuaded to go home. This decision is cemented when he has a moment with his dad from beyond. Remember
1: who you are. You are my son and the one true king. Remember who you
0: are. At this point in the film, Rafiki, he introduces Simba to, I guess, a vision in the sky. It's the ghost of his dad. And he has that, like, reckoning again of remember who you are. And what did you think of the reintroduction of Mufasa at that point? And, you know, given that he had died previously in the film and this the significance of what it would mean to Simba?
1: Um, I think it was obviously very important. I think it's, it was key to reminding him why he had to go back, reminding him who he was, reminding him why... This life that was good, that he had found, wasn't all there was for him. That there was more to it. So I love that.
0: Once Simba returns to the Pride Lands, he confronts his uncle, who has left the kingdom in ruins. There's that final showdown. So he doesn't necessarily kill him, per se. He he leaves that to be handled. Yeah,
2: he doesn't help him either. No,
0: No, he doesn't help him. What did you think of that, having him, having Scar... Left the hyenas versus Simba actually killing him, him mm. off. Would you have preferred to see Simba kill him off, or do you mm. like the way it was resolved?
2: I think when I was like sixteen, and thinking with like fanfic brain, what I really would have liked was for Simba's mother, for to like show up and slam Scar down and throw him away. That would have been like cool. But I think also thinking of kind of a cop out It's not like her story or anything. But I, I do like the trope where the villain. Gets defeated by the thing that they like, used to take over or cause harm.
0: Scar is being taken care of by his lovely hyena friends. And uh, Simba, he reclaims the throne. We almost have a, a replay of the whole circle of life moment mm. where this time it is Simba's son or is it his daughter. Anyway, it's Simba's. Loaded question that is. It is Simba's. I wish I knew. <laughs> That comes out, and Rafiki does the child presentation again. Mm. That old thing. People do that with their kids now. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and um, we have that scene, and it, it ties up at the end. But is that a satisfying ending
2: for you? I think the beats that it hits are satisfying, but it skips over them a little bit too quickly. Um the whole part when he's walking up in the rain and the whenever and the, when every play was throwing roars at the top. I really, really love that. I think they could have been like taking a little bit more time with it. But what uh, would you have liked to have seen? I don't know if this would make it better, but it's a bit of a junky pleasure. Um like I said, the appeal of the circle of life scene at the start, and I think like with quite a bit of the appeal of the movie is that all these like different animals, shapes, sizes, colours, really like, a few a few animals come back to help Simba. You get an elephant, a giraffe, a zebra, a cheetah. They're fighting the hyenas as well. You've got. From the sounds of what you're saying, it sounds like you'd have liked to have seen more...
0: <laughs> I hesitate to use this word, representation of the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in that scene, as opposed to it just being about yeah. being very concentrated yeah. with the
2: lions. That's the thing with uh, Disney movies in general. They're very um, focused on the idea of royalty, not so much like the peasantry. So it would be nice to see that maybe see a scene or two where Mufasa is helping a baby zebra, a gazelle, something like that. And Simba, when he comes back, he has like a zebra friend that was a baby. The zebra's like, you might eat me one day, but I'm okay with that. That's nature, circle of life.
0: One of those... Friendships where trust is very, very important.
2: (laughs) Yeah, conditional.
0: (laughs) Stories like The Lion King
1: are always going to make people cry because obviously it's got that little feel-good factor, which Disney does very well, which is sort of um, having the, the underdog or whatever it is win in the end. And so I think it was fundamental to the movie to have that whole boy go from, you know, being scared of his own shadow, because he thought he'd killed his dad, to becoming what he had been born to become. So, yeah, I don't think it could have been done without it, given how much influence his father had over him.
0: Overall, would you say The Lion King, would you say it's overrated? Would you say the hype is deserved? Where where does it stand in terms of the pantheon of great films? Does it have a a good
2: standing. I think it is very, very, very slightly overrated. It's near perfect. It's very, very, very good, but there are a couple like hits and misses here and there. And it could be a bit a little, a little bit more polished. Uh, but it's everybody's favorite Disney movie for a reason. I think it definitely is very good. Is this what The Lion King is all
1: about? So all these years since '94, when I never watched The Lion King. And I have sort of missed out on popular culture, a big part of it, because Lion King is such a big franchise. Is this what everyone's been talking about all these years? You know? So I was a bit astounded. So it definitely was brilliant in moments, but it wasn't convincing you know, conversantly good every moment. You know? So at the end of it, yes I was a bit
2: disappointed. What, Lion King. Yeah, I think hype I- is deserved but i would be interested to see see someone who's never seen it before and um whether that's influenced by nostalgia or growing up or the pop culture or if that if that's the impression that they get completely organically
1: i can't believe i finally watched the lion king i can't believe that having watched it finally after all these decades that this is all this is what it was all about
0: that concludes our second episode the shared opinion seems to be that it is somewhat hyped not the greatest but a decent watch nonetheless what do you think for more episode updates and film trivia hit us up on instagram at the nhie pod if you know anyone who would like this podcast please share it with them and if you liked what you heard please rate and review the show We would be so grateful if you did. Join us next time to review another classic. Until then, take care.